thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined today by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. I, I, I changed it up a little bit there. I said I'm joined today by instead of I'm joined by, which would suggest that sometimes it's someone else that I'm joined by, but in fact it isn't. It is always you. Um, just thought I'd clarify that for you in case uh, you or the listeners were confused by that. You never know. One day we might have guest guest hosts Gabe for the Newell. show. Mr. Blobby. <laughs> we're not having Mr. Blobby on. Stress me out. The sound levels, it, it would just be a mess. How are you today? Yeah, I'm all right. It's a very, very hot day and I'm sure it's just as hot for you and anyone else near the equator you know what i'm absolutely disgusted we're, we're we're recording this on the 13th of july 2022 and i looked at my weather app on my phone and next tuesday it's going to be 34 degrees celsius yeah. for our american uh brethren 34 degrees that's outrageous yeah i'm gonna write a letter i think and we live in britain which is not one of the hottest countries in the world i'm sure we had a very similar conversation to this last summer um, when we were recording an episode over the summer for the podcast, probably complaining about the weather then as well. Probably, I mean... And we had a conversation about um, snow in the uh, Baltic countries, I think. Well, it's because we talk about a lot more than just video games on this podcast. We talk yes. about... Um, you utter know, rubbish. Other wubbish, other wubbish, other rubbish, and the weather. But... Something that isn't rubbish is the game that we're talking about today. Well, maybe you might think it was rubbish, I don't know. But we're talking about Portal 2 today. So Portal 2 was released in 2011 and was developed by Valve. It's got a score on Metacritic of 95 and comes in at number 45 on our list. So any long-time listeners or, I mean, new-time listeners that have just listened to all of our old episodes will know that we recorded the Portal 1 episode relatively early on, wasn't it? It, it? it was sometime in 2020, I think. Within the first 20 episodes, I think. Yeah, it was. And if if you recall, Portal in was fact, a game... In fact, I know when we recorded it. Go on. We recorded it in May um, 2020. How do you remember that? Um, because I have a very uh, vivid memory of playing Portal on my birthday, uh, eating chocolate eclairs. It was a very hot day, as 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 this one is. And um, we had the balcony door open. And yeah, I've got a very strong memory of playing that. So we would have recorded just after that. Eating eclairs. Um, yeah, no. So you know that you know the. I'm um, just imagining you sat on your sofa in like a in in like a in like a white a vest or something with just like a plate piled high with eclairs and I think that's no no really no funny. so not 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 chocolate eclairs is in cream cakes oh the chocolates the, uh, like the little the Cadbury yeah like toffee things yeah um, yeah I had because for my birthday uh, my girlfriend bought me for for whatever reason it was a nice gift but yeah it's it a big box of them so so I had a a large supply of chocolate eclairs playing portal on my birthday in the year 2020 the mental image I've got of you with a plate of like um 
actual eclairs is funnier, I feel. That is that's every day, really. But um anyone that has listened to that episode knows that Dan hadn't played Portal before. And I think um I'm right in saying that you were pleasantly surprised, weren't you? Yeah, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Um I enjoy the concept of it. Yeah. yeah it and from there, I think we mentioned at the time that when we did the, the first Portal game that I mentioned I was looking forward to doing Portal 2 because it happens to be one of my favourite games. And I'd say it still probably is. But I'm guessing I know the answer to this. But what's your history with Portal 2? I was aware of it when it came out. Um, and I mean, I was aware of Portal. I, I, I think I mentioned in the uh, within the Portal episode that you you spent a bit of time playing that whilst we were at university and I saw you messing about in the rooms. It never really appealed to me before actually playing it. But I did... Portal 2 always appealed to me more, I think mainly because it's got Stephen Merchant in. Yeah. And anyone that knows me knows that I'm a big fan of mainly Carl Pilkington, but also Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of drew my eye to it. And it, it just looks more appealing from screenshots it it looks and i think this is fair to say it looks more like a uh, a proper complete game and i think it's fair to say that it is yeah more of a proper complete game than portal one well it's got more variation than portal one doesn't it there's a lot more to it i think and it's a lot more polish yeah and it's a bit longer as well and, and particularly if you um play the multiplayer um mode as well there's a lot of game to be um to be found in there my my history with with Portal Two, like we say, it came out in two thousand and eleven, which is when um, was the year that you and me started university. I can't remember when I first got it, but I would have had it on Xbox because I've never owned it on PC. So it, cause it came out on PC and Xbox three hundred and sixty, and then later on the PS three. But I I played this game. I've played through this game quite a few times, and it's always been one of my favourites. I think I enjoyed the the concept of the Portal games anyway because they make you think. But Portal 1, definitely, but Portal 2 even more so, I'd say, has a lot of charm. There's, there's a lot of charm to both of these games. And particularly with Portal 2 having, as you said, Stephen Merchant being a voice actor in there, and then you've got the voice actor of GLaDOS coming back as well. I've just always found Portal 2 to be very memorable, and I've got very strong memories of playing this game um, back in the day, and I've completed it a couple of times. And it's one of those things that I go back to every few years. And um, I've mentioned a few times a YouTuber that I occasionally watch called NerdCubed. He's a big fan of these games as well. And his mantra with them is, as soon as you start f- start forgetting how to complete certain levels, that's the best time to go back and replay this game. Because it's not the kind of game that you can you know, play again and again and again because they're puzzles. And once you know how to complete them, there's not much point to it. But yeah, so, so what version did you play? Uh, for this podcast um so it's a bit of a funny one really um as you said those were the original platforms for it and then this year um very very recently the um the switch port the portal companion collection came out out of the blue kind of it was was announced earlier this year it was announced earlier this year wasn't it and yeah well it's a bit of a surprise in that Obviously, we've not heard from Portal since 2011, and it was not released on other um, consoles out, for example, the PS5, the Mm. Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One. It just came out on Switch. 
So obviously, this was a very deliberate decision by Valve to release these two games for a very reasonable price. Yeah, it was about and £14, also, wasn't it? Yeah, an excellent version of these games. Um, really runs well. If you've If you've not checked out the Digital Foundry video for these games that has just recently come out, I'd recommend doing so. It's a very, very strong port of these games on the Switch. Um, yeah, just, just a really good effort from Valve um, in this version. So yeah, I was very happy to play it on the Switch. Played it in, in handheld all the way through. Um, looks great on the Switch OLED. Yeah, very good version. Yeah. Uh, How about you? I, I'd agree. I mean, I, I've played this on all consoles. I've played a little bit on PC and multiplayer. I've owned it on PS3 and I've owned it on the Xbox 360. But same as you, I, I played this on the Switch this time, on the uh, on the new version that's come out. I think it was um, we rejigged the list a little bit, didn't we? Because I think you you sent me a message about what was it that, that, that it just was a, it was the Nintendo Direct recently, and they shadow dropped it. They they said it was one of those announcements where available now Portal Companion Collection released today. Yeah. And um, I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, it's only 13 quid, and I was quite keen to play it again. So I was like, why don't we pull this episode forward? Because I think originally this was going to be one of the very last games that we were... Uh, yeah, it was in the it. final 10. Yeah, so it, it was a bit of a, a spontaneous um, pull forward for us. Yeah, I played this on the Switch this time, and I agree with you, it's a very good port, or a very good portal. Doubles the frame it. rate as well. Yeah, it's... I didn't play much of it in handheld. I mostly played this. In fact, I entirely played this in docked mode. I did try it on handheld when I was in a hotel um, earlier this week. And I think I'd had a really long day. And I, I, I turned it on. I did a couple of levels. And I got stuck on one and it made me feel stupid. And then I didn't carry on playing on uh, on handheld. And I went back to being on docked mode. But what's the um, what's the story in this game? What do you do? So this is a continuation of the first Portal game. Correct, where you and you are the same the character. Exactly, where you shut down Glados at the end, and you think you've destroyed Glados, and you are awoken by um, Stephen Merchant's character, which is named what's Wheatley. That's it, yeah, Wheatley, um, and you are accompanied for the first, say, half of the game by Wheatley. And um, you walk past GLaDOS or the remains of GLaDOS and you accidentally wake GLaDOS up. And so then it becomes this kind of thing where, once again, you are trying to defeat GLaDOS with Wheatley's help. To escape. And then they turn it on its head and (laughs) Wheatley becomes uh, the villainous character and basically steals the role from GLaDOS. GLaDOS is um, implanted into a potato and carried with you. And for the rest of the game, you've got GLaDOS with you, although she doesn't speak very much. And eventually you do defeat Wheatley and make your escape from the facility. So yeah, quite quite simple stuff. Um, not, not too far from the original um, portal, but very charming in its delivery, I'd say. Yeah, I think a lot of that comes from Stephen Merchant. It's it's not often that you'd you'd play a game by a big developer like Valve, you know, of, of Half Life fame and Left for Dead and um, what's that t- uh, game that we've got to play by Valve, the, the team shooter, a bit like Overwatch, uh, Team oh, Fortress. Team Fortress. Um, you wouldn't expect a game made by Valve to just have a guy from Bristol 
uh, with with a relatively strong Bristol accent being the main antagonist of it. And I don't know. I, th- I think part of that's one of the reasons that I like this game so much. A lot of it is because of the the charisma that Stephen Merchant brings to to the game. And it definitely brings another layer um, that is missed probably in the original Portal. Yeah, because I think Glados is like Glados's uh, lines and delivery and stuff is still amazing. Um, and there's a there's a, a line that Glado says in this game that's probably one of my favourite lines in video games ever. Um, it's when you're completing the test for Glados again after she's taken back over the the the, uh, the the facility. Yeah. And um, she says, "Well done. Here come the test results. You are a horrible person. That's what it says. A horrible person. We weren't even testing for that." <laughs> Yeah, like there's just so much dry humor in this game, and a lot of it feels like very British humor as well. Even though Valve is an American company, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, having having a a British comedian um, in the role definitely helps with that. I think. Yeah, big time. So, what 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 do you do in the game? Like, it's the same as Portal One, really, isn't it? So yeah, it's a very simple structure. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. You've got your portal gun, you've got your orange and your blue portals, and you need to use your portal gun to create portals um, in order to uh, avoid obstacles, bypass things, move blocks around, move yourself around. Um, Really, it's all these different ways that you can use the portals to get from point A to point B, and really mixing it up the way that... Um, you can do that, preventing you from doing certain things and then adding wrinkles to the equation. And there are far more wrinkles here than there were in Portal 1. So actually, it's um, I'd say there are more conundrums in here and I'd say um, it's a more inventive game than Portal 1. Obviously, it's the age-old thing of a refinement versus something which was quite original. Obviously, the, the original game has that originality, whereas this is a real refinement of the formula. And uh, we often we often have to ask that question um, on this list: what's better, originality or a, or a refinement of the formula? And um, I think once again we may have to ask that question when we come to the end of this episode. But um, yeah, so that's that's what you do. Um, it, it's point A to point B using the the portal gun. I think the the cool thing about this game as well is that there's a bit of a differentiation because in Portal One, it is just going through the aperture facility. And it's very clinical, it's very white, it's very clean. But around the halfway point in this game, when Wheatley takes over the facility and, and um, you and GLaDOS get kind of chucked out, you're thrown down the chute and you land in this abandoned facility that's kind of been left untouched for... So early on in the game, um, there's, a, there's a line which stuck with me. Um, I think I don't know if it was GLaDOS or Wheatley that said it, but... They, they mentioned basically that there are levels and layers and layers to this facility way below where you are now. Obviously, they referenced that quite early on. Yeah, I think it's Wheatley that says that. see a bit of that. Yeah, so that was a, a cool bit of foreshadowing and really paints a picture of how large this facility is. Yeah, it's it's very much like a an even deeper level of an underground bunker, but one that was set up in the 1950s and has been left abandoned since um, kind of the mid-70s, early 80s. 
And as you go through this second layer down where you're, you're going through the abandoned uh, research facility, you're joined by voice notes and proclamations by Aperture Labs founder, uh, Cave Johnson. And as you progress through the lower levels of Aperture, he, he, you kind of see him become more and more unhinged. And they're doing weird tests on homeless people, offering them $60 to you know, go and get in a queue to fight against mantis men, um, and to be hit by a new material that they found called um, it's like moon rock, really, isn't it? That yeah. causes all of your vitals in your body to go crazy, which is what I think um, killed Cave Johnson. But as well as that, you also have him referencing, and you hear from occasionally Caroline, who is his secretary and kind of second in command. And as you progress further, you realise that Caroline is GLaDOS and and Caroline's kind of being was put into an AI that became GLaDOS. You can hear the the similarity in the voice and GLaDOS kind of recognises her former self, which I think is quite a cool little concept. And um, there is a video that I watched a few years ago where someone made the reference. You know when in Portal 1 and in, in Portal 2 when you fight GLaDOS and it's like her entire um, kind of system's there it actually looks like someone being hung upside down and tied up uh, by their arms and ankles. And someone just made a reference and drew like a comparison photo of a woman in that position. And it was like, oh Christ, that's like, that's a comparison that's actually quite accurate. Um, but yeah, there's quite a lot of history of GLaDOS to some extent and the, the, the background to the world that this game set in, I think, in this game, which is quite cool. Yeah, I got um got some heavy Bioshock vibes from mm. the old, um, the old part of the facility. In terms of the some of the art direction, there's some some Art Deco stuff in there. Yeah. Also, um, a bit like Andrew Ryan, he's uh yeah the yeah the founder. So yeah, got some got some Bioshock vibes from that, and um, yeah, that's never a bad thing in my book. No, and, and there's a few references as well because this is a game by Valve. There's a few references to Black Mesa. Um, which was quite quite cool. Uh, Cave Johnson, at one point you hear him do a, a little voiceover and he's, he's losing his temper about the fact that Black Mesa has stolen one of his ideas or something, um, yeah. which you know shows that they're, that they're all in the same universe, which is quite cool. So we've, we've touched on the story and kind of what you do in this game, and we, we've mentioned a little bit about the acting, but would you say the, the voice acting is one of the reasons that makes this game stand out so much yeah i mean it's also the delivery and the writing and i presume that the actors had a bit of free reign to kind yeah. of make it their own it, it seemed like um, Stephen merchant ad-libbed quite a lot yeah or even if not ad-libbed the delivery was definitely not i mean if you know anything about uh voice acting usually you have to be very very precise very clear but there's a lot of um kind of yeah, I don't know, looseness with it, and, and he'll stutter some lines and then um, just has this very Stephen Merchant way about him that he's been allowed to carry into the game, which is nice. Yeah, and th th there's there's a few things, because I think you can draw comparisons with this game to um, the Stanley Parable as well. Uh, did you ever play that in the end? Um, no, I've watched a playthrough of it. Well, they, um, um, I've never played it. There are a few sections in this game where the the dialogue will change depending on what you do, and towards the end of the game, when you're 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 kind of proceeding to to get to Wheatley to to to, to defeat him, 
there's a section where uh, Wheatley's like, oh, um, if, if you just jump down here, um, your parents are down there, uh, and everything that you really like, and a dog, and obviously you don't jump down there because it's you just jump down there and you die. Um, did, did you did, do you know the bit I'm talking about? Vaguely. If um, if you do actually jump down there, you can kind of run over to the section where there, there, there's the bit where you can jump off, and um, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, just 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 jump down," and he'll start like listing off a load of things that's down there. And then eventually, if you do jump, he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that she did it. Whereas usually if you just get to that point and he's like, oh, go on, jump down. And you just run past it. The game just carries on. But there's quite a lot of dialogue in this game that's hidden if you don't explore it properly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Or if you take too long solving puzzles or things like that, you also get extra bits of dialogue in there as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so something we haven't touched on yet, because obviously this game is um, is very linear. It's, it's a very story heavy game, but there's also a multiplayer elements portal 2 which you and me didn't play together um for this this playthrough but i've played it quite a lot in the past um where there is a a secondary campaign that kind of goes alongside of the main one where you play as two uh, little robots i can't remember the names off the top of my head um but there's an orange one and there's a there's a, there's a blue one yeah and i think there's a lot more to be explored with this game with the multiplayer, but as well as that, you've also got um, fan-made levels that are still being made to this day on Steam. Um, and something that one of me and my uh, one of my ex-girlfriends used to do was we just used to play Portal and we do fan-made levels. And like some of the stuff on there that people are making are solid; they're really hard. But this game still got support and still got fans adding stuff to it, you know, 11 years after it came out, which I think is a testament to how well and how tight this game is designed. It's very unique. Um, still not many games that have done something similar to what Portal did. Yeah, pr- precisely. So speaking of gameplay as King, do you think this game's fun? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are times where I think it's, it's, it's fun in small doses. You do a few rooms at a yeah. time. Um, there are times where, because the structure is that it is room after room after room, and sometimes you want a section to break up that kind of structure, which it does have at times. Um, but because it's room after room after room, you, you, you go from solving one puzzle immediately into getting possibly stuck on another puzzle. And, um... Sometimes it can get a bit frustrating. There are some rooms that I spent a long time in trying to work out what to do. Um, and um, I made it a point to never ever look anything up. So it yeah. was all solved by me scratching my head, trying to use the momentum, messing around with things. Um, and it, and it's very satisfying when you solve things. Um, but yeah, I'd say that it's better in small doses when you've got kind of the appetite to want to solve puzzles Um I'd, I'd say that I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it if I'd sat there for six hours. I think it would have got a bit tedious. But yeah, there's definitely enjoyment to be had in, in bursts. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I love this game anyway. Um, but that there's... Because I'm, I'm the same. I, I didn't use a walkthrough uh, for this game. But again, I've completed it a couple of times before. But it was, it was interesting because I'd get to certain rooms where I'd, I'd walk in. I'd be like, oh, I remember this room. And it gave me loads of trouble years ago. And then I remembered how to do it. 
one of the ones that um, I'll try and describe it to you and see if you remember it. It's when you're going through the old facility and you walk into this room and there's like a small ramp in the middle of the room that goes over a body of water. And what you need to do is have the, the orange gel, which speeds up um, shell and makes it run faster. You need to get that sprayed over the ramp to run over, jump into another little section, which looks a little bit like a, a shipping container and then get in a portal to get over to another area to pick up a box to take it back. But it's all about your, your portal placement in that version. You can't move your portals around too much. That's probably a very, very bad description. But do you know even vaguely what I'm talking about? No, I mean, like, there's a few areas where you have to use ramps and the speed. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't pick out. Off. I, yeah. I didn't really describe that very well. But that, that was one of the ones where I walked in and I was like, oh, I remember this this room giving me like a load of hassle a few years ago and, you know, getting through it really easy. But then there were some I couldn't remember at all and I was like, Christ, how do you do this? And scratching my head. Um, the one that I spent probably longest on was... Um, there's a vertical room again in the old facility and it's very vertical. There's lots of pipes in there. Um, you don't use any of the paints in here. Um, there is a wall. I know. And on the, uh, there's the glass partition. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And there's a glass partition and you have to use your momentum. Yeah. Um, jump into one portal, come back out of another portal and then shoot the portal. Took me ages to figure that out. In midair. Um, and then to fly across to the other platform. Yeah. Again, a terrible description. It's really hard to describe this game without having the the room in front of you. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. That's probably the one I got stuck on longest. Yeah. I was, I was on that for about 15 minutes or so. For a while. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, it, it's interesting that, <laughs> that you know, we, we, we struggled on similar ones because, our, I mean, our brains work very differently anyway. Um, but it's interesting that I knew exactly what you were talking about then because that one gave me a hard time as well. Yeah. Um, I can't really say what's your favourite move on this game because you don't really have moves, but what's your favourite element no. of this game? Because obviously there's there's momentum and verticality. You've got the different gels that you can use. Um, for, for anyone that's not played it, there are three gels in this game. Blue, which gets shot on the floor to make you bounce. Orange, to get your speed up and make you run faster. And then white, which you can get sprayed in different areas to add more portals to the area. But yeah, what was your favourite element of this game? I think it was just... Um, I might have said this for Portal 1 as well, but I think they do a better job with it here. It's um, being able to create momentum. Yeah. Like you use your portals to create momentum. You've just got to find a higher point and you know you've got to find a higher point. And um, when that clicks and you think okay here's a room i know i've got to get over there it's quite a far distance i know what walls i can use my portal gun on it's got to involve momentum um so when that clicks and you start to think about ways that you can build that momentum it's quite that that's probably the most satisfying thing when an idea or a concept clicks with you and you start to um, be able to solve things more quickly because you know, at the very least, you know what you have to do, even if you don't know how to do it. Um, I think that's the the satisfaction that comes with any puzzle game. Um, and this, this is a very tight puzzle game. I would say, I, I said, I think I said it to you. Um, they, I don't know if they, they seem to do it more here. They seem to limit you more in the second game as to where you can use your portals than in mm. the first game. And you walk into a room and you know straight away 
oh, okay, there's a single panel over there, which I can use my portal gun on because it's a light kind of gray color. Um, and as well as that, and, you often found that you would have lights above the the walls that would need you to shoot your portal on. There'd always be yeah, some kind yeah. of um, something there to give you a, something to look at. We'd be like, oh, I need to use this wall. Which is good design. That I mean, that's good design. But at the same time, the moment you see that, that single bit of wall that is just in a random place you think okay that's relevant and i suppose you're you're putting the pieces together to kind of solve the room but i did find that a bit limiting um this time around and then there's the ending spoilers where you have to fire a portal onto the moon and i thought well the game has already established a rule where certain materials or most materials won't allow you to fire portals on there i'm not sure if it ever says in the game what material does allow you to fire portals on there but it's very limited well that's but also um, that's the that's the white gel that gets shot out that's moon rock okay all right does that make a yeah. bit more sense now yeah it does it's still a bit yeah, convenient I, I think um and there's the moon and there we fire a portal onto the moon and then yeah it's, it's um yeah, I don't know. It feels like a bit of a leap of logic. And because they're so restrictive in where you can use it, it's like, I know that these rooms were curated and built by someone as challenge rooms, but some of them weren't. And sometimes it's very convenient as to where you can fire your portal gun and not. And I, and I wonder what a portal game would look like with a bit more free reign, a bit less linearity. Mm. Um and maybe allowing you multiple options to complete a room that that interests me, um, but they, they they don't do it here. Well, which uh, that 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 kind of marries into the question of the week, really, um, because what what you say there is, I I agree with you. I think if there was a bit more variation in there, this game would be even better. But the, the question of the week is, why isn't there a Portal Three? And you see a very a common thread with Valve games is that they often don't make a third game in a series. Obviously, there's the huge meme with Half-Life 2, Half-Life 3, um, Left 4 Dead, which is a fantastic series, has only got two games, and you've got Portal 1 and 2 as well. Why do you think you there is... You have Left 4 Dead on your uh, your own list? Yeah, I might do. I'll see, because I, I bloody love that game. It's so fun. I wouldn't be against playing it, that's why I'm... Have you, have you ever played it? it? Um, I think we played it a bit at university. Mm. I think we played bit co-op briefly great game so good um but yeah what what why do you think there isn't a portal 3 because you know with everything else it seems like this game is quite successful and you know it, it's something that valve seems to do a lot they just don't make a third game in a series well portal is a bit of a funny one because um you can tell even with portal 2 which obviously had a bigger budget than portal 1 yeah and had many more textures, had kind of nature encroaching on some of the environments, had all the area underneath, the levels underneath that we referenced with the Art Deco sort of style. Um, lots more ebbs and flows to its storyline, I'd say. And um, as, as we've said, kind of um, better voice work and improved dialogue and just extra layers. Um, even so, I'm under the impression that it wasn't a huge budget game. No. Um it's not it's not Half-Life 2. It's not, it's not um it didn't kind of rewrite what the shooter was or anything like that. It was 
a refinement of that formula from Portal One, and and it and it really it takes that idea from Portal One and delivers, as you say, a very tight, very polished puzzle game that sometimes I think lacks the um, the freedom that would really. I don't know. I just think it'd be really interesting. So that's what I would go for in a third game if I were Valve. Um, but I think budget has to play a part in it, um, and, and also probably the the mass market appeal of Portal. I don't know how well the Portal or well, Portal Two sold. I don't know. Um, so that's just speculation. But it's very much a smaller game than Half Life, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Um, and so, so there could be some business kind of reasons why we haven't seen it there could also be the fact that as valve has not released many games recently with the exception of half-life alex um they're just preoccupied with steam and making their millions and millions on that um they they have started to do some more things recently which is nice um i think people have missed valve for quite some time um uh, and I also think Valve is a bit of a perfectionist company. We talked about Rockstar last week and we talked about how there was a period of time where it felt like they could do no wrong. Yeah. Well, Valve has a history. I mean, I can't name a bad Valve game. I can't think of a bad Valve game. Um, they release so few games, but each game is very polished um, and does something within the genre that it's released in. So I think they'd need that idea, and perhaps that idea, like I said, is that it's having a more free-form portal game. But probably in Valve's mind, if people are creating levels, people are already doing all the stuff that um, that Valve probably would have done with a Portal 3. Um, and maybe this is just my, my limited thinking, but I feel like by the end of Portal 2, they kind of exhausted all the kind of natural ideas that you might have for a portal game using just the portal gun without adding another second gun that does something different. Um, they really felt like they threw every kind of um, twist at the player. So maybe that maybe there's a bit of um, creative redundancy there as well. I don't know. But yeah, I think those are... It's, it's probably some a, a combination of those things and, and not absolutely one of them, but yeah. I'm sure they all weighed into it. Um, what do you think? I honestly don't know, to be honest. I think there's that joke, isn't there, that people are like, oh, Valve, they just don't like money. They just don't want money. Because if they, you know, if they did Half-Life 3, it would it would sell like gangbusters, you know? Like, it, it would be crazy. And obviously Portal wouldn't be quite as, as big as that, but I think there'd still be a market for it. But I agree. Yeah, definitely. Valve, Valve don't do things for the sake of it they have to know that it's going to be amazing and they have that they're, they're very tight in what they do and they're very precise and they're very um they're perfectionists and i think that the fact they haven't done these games yet is because they don't have something that they think would would fit that bill you know yeah i'd agree but yeah it's it's hard to say but i hope they do one day cuz they are fantastic games I mean, you know my feelings on Half-Life. I'm not that bothered by it. But Portal and, and Left 4 Dead, I'd love to see more for that. Um, especially now. Also, in terms of Portal, they kind of... 
you've got to think about the story and the and the location and the characters. I feel like you you're done there now. They they they've they finished. I mean, we talked about with with Last of Us Two. We said that um, if there were to be another Last of Us game, that we would want something different. And I think it's the same here. I don't want to see Stephen Merchant come back and Glados being fought another time. I think. Oh, to definitely me, that, not. That, yeah. It feels it feels done. It feels they they wrap that up very nicely. I don't I don't need to see a rerun of that story. Um, so how do you take Portal the game? the portal gun out of that environment how do you take it out of that storyline and those characters and how and how does it work i mean i think it could work but you take away all those parameters all those all those sort of um guidelines that they've got in place and yeah it it could really go in any direction so i I think it would have to be something fresh for a new game. Yeah, agreed. I'd I'd love to see it. Maybe we will will one day, but who knows? Valve are a mysterious beast in themselves. Um. So, I mean, what 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 are your what are your final thoughts then? What do you think about this game? Do you do you think it deserves to be on the list? Yeah, I do think it deserves to be on the list. Um. Now, obviously, Portal One was released. Well, the Portal One appears on the list as part of the orange box. And it and it appears as as part of the orange box collection, yeah. so it's not a standalone no. entry into the list. It was an add-on. So there's always that there's always that caveat with Portal One as to why it's there. I mean, is it there as a piggyback yeah, on the back correct. of Half Life Two? And 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 it, and it sort of is, but it's sort of not. Um, whereas Portal Two says, "Well, this is my place on the list. I deserve to be here." and um, there, there's no argument. There's 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 no other game um, that's been released alongside me or anything like that. Um, so actually, it's, it's a bit of um, vindication for the Portal series to be there on the list. I think it's the better game out of Portal One and Two. Um, if I had to kick one off the list, even though Portal One isn't strictly speaking on the list, um, I would kick that one off. Yeah, and probably have Portal Two there. Um, because they are similar games, but the fact is, Portal Two does it better. Um, and in terms of that argument, originality over refinement. In this case, refinement wins. Doesn't always win, but in this case, I think it does. Mm. Um, how about you? Yeah, I mean, like I said at the start of this episode, this is one of my favourite games. So it was always going to get on there for me. I mean, something that we haven't mentioned is the music, and. For me, the music in this game is brilliant. You've mentioned a few times where there are games where you'll listen to the soundtrack while you're working or whatever. And I could listen to the Portal 2 soundtrack all day. And the sound design in this game is brilliant. Like when you're um, when you're jumping through the air off, off Blue Gel, the music changes slightly to be in line with that. And there's just a lot of small elements in this game. It's a lot of small details that make something very good. And this is one of those games where it all amalgamates into being something excellent. So for me, I, th- I think it does deserve to be here. I'd say it's probably in about the right place on the list. Um, what number is it at? 45. Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, but yeah, I, for anyone that hasn't played this game, it's excellent. Like If you like puzzle games, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's fun and it's not too long, it's about what six hours six seven hours i'd say closer to 10 i'd say in total so 
Yeah, I'd say I, between I, eight and ten. I, I, I suppose, yeah, because I played it a few times, I kind of was able to blast through it a bit. But for 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 new players that haven't done these puzzles before, then yeah, maybe about ten hours. Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. I, I highly recommend it. So if you haven't played it, treat yourself. But yeah, what uh, what have we got coming up next, please? Next week we have coming up um, the third Gran Turismo game, uh, Gran Turismo 3, um, released for the PlayStation 2. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more looking forward to that than, than um, Gran Turismo 1 and 2. I feel like the uh, leap between PS1 and PS2 is going to make that quite interesting. Um, yeah, so then after that we're going to have um, a couple of weeks off and I'm also going to announce the game that comes after that. Um, so yeah, next week, Grand Turismo 3, and then a uh, week off, and then after the week off, um, Baldur's Gate 2, not to be confused with Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2, which is a different game. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what's coming up over the next few weeks, um, so hopefully there's something in there for listeners to um, get excited about. Enjoy. Enjoy? I, I meant to say Indeed. I think I'm going mad. <laughs> well, in, enjoy. Um, enjoy and enjoy. Indeed, enjoy. So, but yeah, as always, you can get us on uh, on email at the long and short of it podcast at mail.com. You can get us on social media with the long and short of it podcast. Um, and again, as I always say, if you do enjoy these episodes, please feel free to give us a like, a rating, or share with a friend or an enemy, whoever that you think might enjoy it. Frenemy. A frenemy, that's right. Not to be mixed up with the popular podcast Frenemies, uh, but that has been cancelled, so we're all good. And would you describe Mr Blobby as a frenemy? I would describe him as an irritant, (laughs) is the word I would use to describe Mr Blobby, and Noel, and his house party. That's that's a really that's a really niche reference to, to anyone that isn't British and our age. It's gonna, it's gonna which s- is probably most of the people that listen to this podcast that don't know. But yeah, oh well. But yeah, we we hope you enjoyed this episode on uh, on Portal Two. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time for Gran Turismo Three. But in the meantime, take care. Cheerio. See you on the next one. <laughs>